It is noon, and you've got it tuned to 104.3 and 104.7 KHUM. Cutting Eureka Arcata and Humboldt State University. Streaming on the web, khum.com. Translator K2A280 Ferndale. My name is Lindsay, and it is time for Not For Kids Only here on KHUM. Not For Kids Only is sponsored by the kind folks of Casa of Humboldt, also Om Shala Yoga, the Humboldt County Library, and North Coast Regional Child Support Services. Joining me today for Not For Kids Only, we have a special, special guest on account of it being Pi Day. Oh yes, Starfish agrees. On account of it being Pi Day, Jeff Haig, who is a professor of mathematics up at Humboldt State University. You've been here before, talking Pi. Hi everybody, yes, it's great to be back at uh, K-Home down in Ferndale with you and your dog, Starfish, who's... <laughs> Going to protect us, take care of us. But. Yeah, she's making sure that, that uh, no one messes with us while you are here to explain pie. And you're going to give us some fun things that we can do as families to learn I about hope pie. So. I mean, everybody thinks of pie, uh, you know, the berry or the pumpkin or if you like lemon meringue or chocolate. But no, this, this pie, which I was told by a student of mine who was from Greece that we say it wrong here, it's P, P-I. P is, in fact, the Greek letter P. They draw it really cool. They draw two legs and then a a wiggly thing on top. But it's the symbol P or pi that denotes a a number, a little bit more than three. Do you know where this number 3.14, that's why we celebrate it on March 14th, but it really goes 3.1415. It goes on forever. The decimals never repeat. There's no pattern to it. It wouldn't be right to say that pi is infinite. Pi is between three and four. It's closer to three. But the decimal representation never ends. To get pi perfectly, you just have to say pi. If you try with 3.14159265 dot, 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 you won't get there. But I'm wondering, I'm curious, I'm going to ask you, and then maybe our listeners will also get their interest peaked. But do you know where this number that's a little bit more than three comes from no i was gonna ask you actually when you were talking about that where does the number pi come from who figured it out well uh who figured it out i don't think anyone can say it is sometimes known as archimedes constant you may remember archimedes of of ancient greece a brilliant engineer and mathematician Uh, He's perhaps most famous for his discovery of the principle of buoyancy. But anyway, uh, pi is known as Archimedes' constant because he popularized it, he studied it, he was able to show that it was less than 3 and 1 seventh, but more than 3 plus 10 over 71. That's a tight window, and he showed that pi was in there. But where? what is it? Do you have any idea? Do you see all it's the a, circular things well, it, that I Yeah, today? it is it is um the number that we use to look at the circumference of something. Good. Right? Good. That's a great start. It is related to the circumference. In fact, um if you think about a circle, the circumference is also um the perimeter, hence the letter P. Uh the distance around a circle is <laughs> Less than the distance across. Do you know what we call the distance across? Diameter. The diameter. So the diameter is less than the circumference. 
Now, I could describe a couple of pictures that will show that the circumference is between two diameters and four diameters. That is, if you measure the distance around, it's greater than two diameters, but less than four diameters. So you think, oh, the circumference must be exactly three diameters, and it's not. It's just a little more. And so where the number pi came from is it is the number of diameters that will make one full circumference in a circle. Okay, So pi times the diameter will equal the circumference of a circle. Now, one of the things you talked about, uh, maybe you want to have our listeners do something at home. You see that I brought some items. Lindsay, what am I you, holding you in my did. hand? You did. You brought what I think are toilet paper rolls or cut-up paper towel rolls. These are the little cylinders that toilet paper comes wrapped around. And the flimsier one I brought from home. <laughs> and the other ones I brought from work because it's a more stout, uh, harder cardboard cylinder. But at the end of the cylinder, you know, it's a circular cylinder. And so I'd ask you if you don't mind, if you would measure, and I got a, a ruler in inches or a ruler in centimeters, if you would measure the height of this cylinder that I got at work. Okay. Just measure the Measuring height. Measuring the height of the cylinder. Inches or centimeters. We'll do centimeters because, you know, I'm a fan yeah, of the metric system. It is 2019. <laughs> we, we, we all should be fans of the metric system. Um, so... Uh, it measures roughly uh, 10 and a half 10 and a half centimeters. CM? Okay. Now, can you measure the diameter? The diameter of this is about roughly four and a half. Would you like precise measurements? CMs? Yes. Okay. No, that's fine. Okay. So you said it's about 10 and a half CM centimeters tall, tall. and about four and a half centimeters across. Correct. So my question is... What's longer, the circumference of this, the, the wrapped around uh, circumference, or the height? What's longer? What is longer? What so do your eyes we, tell you just by my, looking well, at it? Well, my eyes tell me that the cylinder is taller probably than the circumference just because the circumference, uh, because I'm looking really at the diameter. of. Good. But since the pi thing, I know that the height of the cylinder is actually smaller it is. than the circumference. And and that is not intuitively clear just from looking at the cylinder when it's wrapped up. Now, the one from my toilet paper that we use at home is clearly longer and has a smaller radius, right? Right. So if anything, you would think this one has a chance of being taller than the distance around, the circumference of this, this, this little flimsy piece of cardboard. So why don't you make the same measurements on this, if you okay. don't mind? Okay, we're measuring toilet paper roll number two. I would give it about 11 and a half okay. centimeters tall. tall. Okay. And the diameter looks to be about four and a half centimeters. The diameter times <coughs> pi will equal that distance around. So what was the diameter again? The diameter was four and a half. And so let's, rather than multiply by pi, let's just multiply that by three. Yeah, it's actually, let's do four. Cause no, no, no. We're going to do three to be conservative because it's closer. Oh, I see. You're saying uh, it's four, four across? Four, yeah, four, four centimeters across, across for okay. toilet paper roll number two. And how tall? And 11 and a half centimeters right. tall. So if that diameter was roughly four mm -hmm. and we multiply by roughly pi, that would be three is, is close enough, we would get? Twelve. And therefore, the circumference should be 
greater than the height. Right. And and this is the one that's made out of thin cardboard and I brought a pair of scissors. So we're just going to we're going to lay it out. We're okay. going to make this cylinder into a rectangle. Okay. And we're going to see that that distance around is longer. You can you can tell by looking at it, right? Yeah. And for and sure. You have to admit that's oh maybe counterintuitive or a surprise. Trying to measure it. Yeah, about 12 and a half centimeters. Circumference. Circumference. And then that, that height was about 12, right? It was 11 and a half, 11 yes. 11 and a half, so. So, yeah. Yeah, that's just one little um, demonstration that it takes pi diameters. And if you do have a full circumference with a roll of toilet paper, believe it or not, the circumference on that cylinder is longer than that height. So that's a fun thing for kids that kids could do at home they could to play around with pie and to talk about pie right and um you've also brought some other what did you call them weapons of math instruction i brought weapons of math <laughs> instruction and, and it, um, it would be great if people would uh be able to see what i'm doing here but instead i'll try to describe uh what you might do to understand this inequality that we put on pie so uh, I'd ask listeners to maybe draw a square. And then at the center of the square, draw a circle that just fits in that square. So your circle inside your square is going to touch in four places. Now, good for you, Lindsay. You're I'm making this drawing. It. All right. My so you circle. see how your circle touches the square in four places, right? Yes. All right. So if you label one of those points where the circle touches the square point A... And the point directly across from it, let's label that point B. And if you connect AB, what do we call that line? The diameter. Good. That's the diameter of the circle. Do you also see that the diameter equals the side length of your square? I do see that. Okay. Good. So now what we're going to do is imagine a, a little bug who's going to run from A and somehow get to B and then back to A. And we're going to go on, let's say, three different routes. So let's go from A straight across to B and back. That's a trip of two diameters. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, instead of starting at A and going straight across to B, <coughs> let's go around the square. So start at A, you go up one side and then over, drop down to B, keep going around that square. Now, remember, the side length on the square is one, one diameter. diameter. So your trip there was four diameters. Four diameters. Okay. So now we're going to take the Goldilocks route. To go from A to B and then back to A is to go around the circle. Okay. And the important thing here is that you're traveling now the circumference of the circle, which is, I hope you see from this, the other trips that the bug took, the circumference is between two diameters and four diameters. It's between those two. And it's natural to think that, therefore, the circumference should be three diameters. It, it's desirable. It, it would seem right. And Logical. It's, it's not right. But it's right. not. And the way to show that the number of diameters in the circumference is more than three is to inscribe a hexagon in your circle. Now, this is a little tricky, but you've got your points A and B. Right. 
All right. You know, a hexagon is a six-sided polygon like the honeycomb that the bees make. Each little cell where they drop their honey in is a um, hexagon, right? So imagine a hexagon that barely fits inside the circle. See, okay. You can't draw that. So Remember, six sides. Oh, you made a nice drawing. Now, that was all just based on my voice. So I hope you guys are trying this at home. Yeah. But what's interesting... I'm with it. ...is go from one of the vertices of your hexagon, one of the corners, and draw the line segment to the middle, to the center. Now do it on the rest of them. And what you're drawing now are equilateral triangles. So your triangles, if they're equilateral, it means all the side lengths are the same. That means one of the edges of your hexagon is equal to a radius of the circle. Do you see that? The radius of your circle, which is the distance from the center to the circle, is equal to the side length of the hexagon. Whoa. You can I see it right see, here. I do see that. What I'm getting at is the distance from the center, which is the center of our square and our circle and our hexagon. The distance from the center out to the edge of the circle is one of the side lengths of your triangle. And that's equal to one of the side lengths of your hexagon. Okay. Now, the radius is half the diameter. Right. If we let our bug take that trip around the hexagon, right. every, every two edges is a diameter. And so that bug gets to move the distance three diameters, which you see is shorter than the circumference. So the circumference is not three diameters. It's about 3.14159 dot 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 diameters. Okay. Wow. That's a really cool way of looking at pi. You know, there, there's a lot of cool ways to look at pi. One of the fun things that, that people do enjoy is memorizing as many digits as they can. Take it out to 20 places, you have my respect. Take it out to 50 places, I've never done that myself. Take it out to 100 places, well, I have a colleague that was able to do that, and he's been out of high school for a long time, and he did it based on memories he had from doing it in high school. He took Pi correctly out to 100 places. It's a, it's just a fun mental challenge. There's, there's really no need for people to know Pi to 100 places other than because they can. I looked up the record. Do you have any idea what it is? The largest number of decimal digits of pi verified by the Guinness Book of World Records was 70,000. What? It took an Indian man 10 hours to recite, to recite it? it, and he had to do so blindfolded. His name was Rajveer Meena. He was 21 years old. He did it about three years ago. I think he did it on Pi Day in 2015. That's pretty amazing. Well, thank you so much, Jeff Haig, for thank joining you. us for Not For Kids Only today. That's going to wrap it up. I wanted to give a shout out to our sponsors once more, those being the folks at Casa of Humboldt, the Humboldt County Library, Om Shala Yoga, and also the folks at North Coast Regional Child Support Services. So we'll let them say a few words. We do have some live music coming up um, in just a little while here. We're going to be um, hearing music from the Stallions on KHUM. So stick around. That'll be coming up soon for local lunch. <laughs>